Well, prophets fascinate me. Right out of seminary, I taught at an Episcopal school in Charlotte. And when I had to introduce the Old Testament prophets to the fourth graders, I encouraged my students to think about the problems of the world they would address if they were one of God's prophets today. I worked with their interest in superheroes, and we imagined together what it would be like if we were a part of God's Justice League. Well, the fourth graders were quick to imagine their own superpowers, how they might end homelessness by building homes around the world so that everyone had a safe place to live, or by stopping hunger instantly by creating enough food for everyone to eat every day. And one student decided she wanted to be a peace prophet. She would be able to stop all fighting between siblings and between countries. <laughs> well, as a brand new teacher, I was figuring out how to make God's prophets from long ago matter to my students. And I still believe that there are prophets in our midst today, proclaiming messages of justice and peace and confronting the powerful on behalf of the voiceless. Now, Mary Jane read from the prophet Isaiah, lifting up words of comfort and challenge to God's people while they were living far away from their homes. And I bet I'm not the only one seeking a word of comfort and compassion from God these days. Fred lifted up several reasons why many of us are weary in his sermon last week. And today, our scriptures offer the message of another prophet from the New Testament. The baby born to Elizabeth and Zechariah from last week's Luke passage is all grown up. We find John living way out in the wilderness, echoing Isaiah and setting the stage for the ministry of Jesus. Listen now to how the Gospel of Mark begins from the first eight verses of the first chapter. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, 
and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the throng of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We hear the same line from both prophets. Prepare the way of the Lord. As Mark quotes Isaiah to point to John, Advent is a season of preparation, and the prophets made me wonder, what voices are we listening to as we prepare our hearts for Christ? Who are the voices crying out in the wilderness of the world today? Who is pointing our attention to the presence of God? Well, both Isaiah and John share a message from God for the people to be ready for God's presence. While God's people are in exile, Isaiah shares words of comfort. God's word will stand forever. And God will gather them together and care for them as a shepherd cares for her sheep. Now, Isaiah notes the inconsistency of the people, but God is steadfast, and God's word can be trusted. Then out in the wilderness, John offers a message of equal parts challenge and comfort. John baptizes the people with hope that their repentance will change their hearts and change their lives. He proclaims the good news that Jesus will be able to do more. Jesus will arrive with the Holy Spirit, able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Both Isaiah and John cry out to prepare the people for the presence of the holy to change their lives. And we are invited to prepare for such a change ourselves this season. As we watch the light move from one candle to two around the Advent wreath, we are invited to reflect and prepare our hearts for the light of Christ to inspire us. Well, today I want to lift up two voices that cried out to me this week. I hope they may speak to you as well. Poet and professor Rafat Aldrier taught English literature at the Islamic University of Gaza, teaching courses in Shakespeare. Once the bombing began, he documented his experience living in Gaza on social media, and he posted this poem at the beginning of November. If I must die, you must live to tell my story. 
to sell my things, to buy a piece of cloth and some strings, make it white with a long tail, so that a child somewhere in Gaza, while looking heaven in the eye, awaiting his dad who left in a blaze, and bid no one farewell, not even to his flesh, not even to himself, sees the kite, my kite you made, flying up above, and thinks for a moment an angel is there, bringing back love. If I must die, let it bring hope. Let it be a tale. His poem was more prophetic than he may have intended. The poet was killed weeks later. He died last week along with his brother, his sister, and four of his sister's children in southern Gaza. And I pray that his voice crying out does in fact bring back love and hope and peace. For as we continue to pray for peace and a permanent ceasefire, not only in Gaza and the West Bank, but also in Sudan, in Haiti, Ukraine, and Russia, we pray for God's prophets and angels to prepare the way for justice and peace today, just as the prophets Isaiah and John proclaimed a message of hope. As an earth care congregation, we listen for the voice of creation crying out as well. Many of you are familiar that the UN Climate Change Conference has been going on this past week and will continue through Tuesday in Dubai. I've been impressed by the number of youth who have attended the conference to lift their voices. And last Friday, Romanian youth climate activist Mara Bulan addressed the conference and she said, you usually tell us we give you hope, but we're not here to give you hope, nor are we here to pay the consequences of failed leadership. We're here to make you realize our world as we know it is in your hands and that you, your excellences, have the power to build or destroy. The power to build or destroy. Isaiah describes the power of God able to lower mountains and hills, to level uneven ground, and to make rough places plain. Creation plays a part in revealing God's glory in Isaiah. And we are called to listen to voices crying out for environmental justice and creation care, not just for the welfare of humanity. For God's message of hope is for all creation. So as we prepare our hearts this Advent, how is God's message resonating for you? Is your heart moved by voices crying out for justice, 
for peace, for affordable housing, for health care, for hope? How is God moving your heart to listen and to respond? Beloved, we are called to witness to the voices crying out for God's peace and justice today. And I encourage you to listen, to pray, and to discern what steps you can take to respond to, grand, to God's grand call to love. As the season of Advent continues, we too are called to prepare the way for the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God of comfort and challenge, guide us to hear your voice, sometimes through the voices of prophets during this Advent season. Keep our hearts tender as we listen and share your love. We pray with the power and promise of the Holy Spirit. Amen.